Welcome back to the Friday edition of, of Football and Grits, the Athletics Daily SEC Podcast. I'm absolutely pumped for today's show for, for one reason. If you listen to the pod, you know how much I love home dogs, and we've got three on the board this weekend in the SEC. So we're going to call this the Home Dog Edition, and we're happy to welcome the Athletics Brody Miller and the co-host of Hold That Podcast Podcast, the Athletics LSU Podcast, to the show. Brody, what's going on? Not too much, man. It's it's an Alabama LSU week, but you know, like you, like you were saying before, right before we hopped on, it does not feel like it exactly. So it's Friday morning, and I am in my home, and it does not feel like I have a LSU Bama tomorrow. But how are you? I'm doing great, thanks. I'm pumped for the games this weekend, and you know, you're, the reason why it doesn't feel like Bama LSU week is because for the last six to twelve months, I've been been looking at the rematch in in 2020 and getting excited for it and all of a sudden LSU has a poor season the game's supposed to be played after the Masters on Saturday that doesn't happen and the game all of a sudden gets scheduled about eight days or ten days right before um, the game's actually being played talk about a unique and maybe you could even call it historic game between Alabama and LSU this weekend (laughs) <laughs> historic it might be historic in other ways too by the way based on the result but yeah no I, I it's just a bizarre one in the sense that one the obvious thing you're mentioning LSU is just as bad as it's been in decades or three and four and honestly it feels worse than that and yeah so it, it's a 29 point Alabama spread I mean that is historic in its own right then you add the fact that it got moved that it's in its own way like you're saying is historic and then you add the fact that it got moved almost takes away meaning even more because now we're later in the season which means we're at a point in less less and less games matter and you know it's kind of you know you and I were even talking about this earlier this week and that the longer the season goes on it's like if you're not a playoff team like none of this matters this year which don't like which is weird that it even is that way because college football always works that way but for some reason we're feeling it you know 200% more this year so there's so many reasons this game doesn't matter and now you're playing an LSU team that doesn't have its quarterback. It's playing two true freshmen. It doesn't have its two superstar receivers and Jamar Chase and Terrace Marshall, who have both opted out. It's a you know historically bad defense that we're going to talk about. Sure, is slightly getting better, but still, it's not going to have a good day Saturday. So it's just it's just hard to to care. I mean, I did a I did a back and forth little live chat thing with Aaron Suttles of, the, of Alabama beat this week, and and you know I was like, well, what does it feel like on your end? And even he was like, yeah, just. It just doesn't really feel like it. And like, even though this should be like a huge, like Alabama revenge week after last year and all the trash at Ojean and LSU talked and whatnot that got out, you know, it, it should be this big, you know, comeback tour. And it, even that's just like, yeah, it's just kind of a game. They're 29 point favorite in. It doesn't really feel like it matters. Well, if you're an LSU fan, I think the only option that you have this weekend, Brody, is to to try to enjoy the game and knowing that there's, there's only a couple left in this crazy 2020 season. And listen, as a neutral in this situation, when I think of LSU and I, and I kind of follow what happened to them this year, Brody, the nice thing is, is that they're reigning national champions. So it's like, (laughs) like, and that's, and that's real, you know? And, and so 
I, you know, I've wanted to criticize Coach Ogeron this year. I, I've, I've wanted to look at LSU and be like, man, they're one-hit wonders. But at the end of the day, like that's just not fair, and and it's too soon to do those type of things. I think if you look into halfway through next year, and then you get into 2022, and the program is just not really getting back to that championship level, then you start asking those questions. But the questions that we are going to ask you today are the most important questions on today's pod, Brody, and. You're already doing my job for me. You, you let the audience know what that number is. It's 29 and a half points uh, LSU is getting at home. And, and what we're going to do a little different, usually we go game by game and make picks. But the way that I'm going to present it to Brody today is we've got the three home dogs. Tennessee is a 17 and a half point underdog at home against Florida. Auburn is a six and a half point underdog at home against Texas A&M. And of course, the aforementioned 29 and a half line at Tiger Stadium this weekend. So we'll start this off by asking a very, very simple question. If you look at these three teams, these three home dogs, which program do you think has the best chance of covering this weekend? It's a tough one because none of them are great. And I also got to, because I know you're a huge home dog guy and obviously listeners of the show know that, but I also, most of my betting life have made my living off home dogs. I, I love home dogs more than anything. I've kind of strayed away from that this year, but anyway, I'll get to my pick and it is Tennessee plus 17 and a half. I, I didn't want to take it. I didn't love it, but you know, part of me just, you know, 90% of bets are coming in off Florida. And for me, that's a big indicator to go the other way quite often. I think, I know Florida ended up taking over that game and in the end really dominated that Kentucky game, but that second quarter first half defensive performance was kind of my official like, hey, we've been talking about this Florida defense being a problem all year, and that really made it look bad to me, really made me think, okay, when they start facing some better defenses, it could look really bad and better offenses. And don't get me wrong, Tennessee is not a a better offense, but what I took from that is, okay, that Tennessee offensive line, they should be able to at least get theirs. They should be able to get some sustained drives and at least hang in this game a little bit. I I like that 17-and-a-half. I, I disagree. I, and, I love and it. I'm, gonna, I'm flat out uh, in disagreement because I've already got Florida and, and I've got them locked in as of a few days ago, recording this on Friday morning. Okay. Um, I'm I not taking it. it. I will say that much. <laughs> that's that's fair. But you got to pick it on today's show. It's like, I do. You know, I do. Brody, we've had people on the show before that were like, you know, but I, I'm not going to really feel comfortable making the pick. Oh, I'm like, well, that's too bad. You're the guest picker on football <laughs> yeah, and grit, yeah. so you've got to make the pick. So, I, you know, and, and I'm happy anytime that there's a home dog situation. But the reason why I'm fading the home dog in this situation, Brody, is because of the college football playoff race. Like, that's that's the only reason why. And Let's kick because, off. Because of style points, because of eye tests, and the fact that Florida knows that in its current position, it has to rack up the points and, and look really, really good at the end of the season. And, yeah, you could say the only game that matters for Florida is Alabama in that national in that sec championship game excuse me but at the same time you need to be going into that game with momentum you got to be feeling good about your program so regardless of who starts at at quarterback for for tennessee and by the way it's not going to be Jarek garantano um this weekend regardless who starts for tennessee uh, i just like florida to cover this number and do you like formula one but struggle to keep up with everything that's going on then we have the podcast for you Introducing the Race F1 Briefing, the podcast that brings you the latest F1 headlines in 15 minutes or less. With new episodes dropping on all four days of every race event, you'll never miss out on hearing what went down in practice, qualifying or the Grand Prix itself. And we'll also bring you all the behind the scenes news and gossip from the F1 paddock as well. 
If that sounds like the F1 podcast for you, search The Race F1 Briefing in your podcast app of choice. We'd love to have you join us. And, you know, if, if I were to answer that same question as far as which home dog that I would pinpoint, it's like, do I really, really want to say Auburn? Do I have to say <laughs> Auburn in this situation, Brody? What do you make of that six-and-a-half-point line against Texas A&M, the number five team in the country? So, okay, my whole week, honestly, leading up into even yesterday, I feel like, because it was seven pretty much all week, at least where I looked. I don't know about you. Mm-hmm. And for a little while, I'm like, okay, that seven looks really appealing, especially because of what we saw from A&M's offense on Saturday. You know, obviously, they looked awful. They made LSU's defense look great. So I'm like, okay, that seven looks nice. But the more this year, this week goes on, I'm just kind of like, okay, first off, go back to the Tennessee-Auburn game, you know, which almost makes my pick against, you know, that – Tennessee actually had like a 65% postgame win expectancy. If you look at Bill Connolly's stats, like they kind of outplayed them and just kind of blew every single drive. And, and I, I'm just really not high on Auburn in, in really any way. I mean, let's also not remember that Auburn was shut out by LSU for 25 minutes before some turnovers changed that game. You know, I, and that's a bad LSU defense as we will make clear, you know, I, I don't, not have very little faith in Auburn in really any substantial way. And I know AM looked awful Saturday. I know they did, but I hate playing this game, but to some small extent, yeah, it was a rainy, ugly rock fight. And I'm not going to judge this A&M offense, you know, very deeply by what I saw in that. Did it look good? Did it did it take some of my confidence in their season away? Of course it did. But I'm not going to change my opinion drastically on them. So I think they're – do I think they win this game by 21? No, but I think they win this game by 10, 14 points. And I actually feel good about getting the hook at six and a half. And, and thinking more back to that Texas A&M LSU game uh, on Hold That Podcast podcast this week with, with your co-host T Bob, I you know I recollect you guys talking about how it it was really twenty to to nothing. I mean Texas yeah, Texas A and M basically shut out LSU. So there's things that the Aggies are doing this season that they that they haven't been doing so far in the Jimbo Fisher era. Number one is playing defense, and and number two is protecting the quarterback. Those two things. Are, are really good things to bring on on the road in the SEC. <laughs> like if, if they want to go to Auburn and they want to play good defense and and protect the quarterback and run the ball well, they certainly can win this football game. But for some this line, it's just like it's your classic and, and Vegas, I will give Vegas credit because Vegas knows Auburn. They do. And yep. Auburn is like your classic you gotta look at the splits type of program. If this game was on the road, I'm just like by the way, I, I think Auburn beat Texas A&M last, last year on the road. Um, this year, though, when you think about Bo Nix, and that was probably Bo Nix's best road win uh, in an Auburn uniform now that I'm thinking about it because I've been really credi- cr- uh, critical, Brody, of, of, of Bo Nix and how good he looks at home and how yeah. awful he looks on the road. I'm just like, hey, man, you got to put it together. This is year two in the offense. All of a sudden, you're going to be heading into year three. You got to know what it's like to play on the road in the SEC, and you got to bring your game. But when Bo Nix is at home, like he is this weekend, and yeah. he's comfortable, like he will be this weekend, and sometimes I feel like the same thing goes for Gus Malzahn. You know, when he's calling plays at Jordan-Hare Stadium, he's 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 on one. He's feeling good. You know, he's looking at that play sheet, and 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 he knows what to do. So I look at this six and a half, and, and oh, man, I, I'm going to take the number. I'm going to take the number. Okay. I'm, take, I'm taking the home dog in this situation as much. You know, I really wish this was a an eight or a nine. But if that number is is shrinking a little bit down to six and a half with Auburn being at home, 
and I feel like like I feel like I'm contradicting myself, Brody. We just talked nah. about how Texas A&M is in that college football playoff race. They need style points, though. <laughs> True. Now, the only, I, I should add in there that the final nail in my coffin was, and I know this is not very good podcast talk, but I do, you know, I do get into some of the betting data, and I, I do. That's a big guide for me sometimes. And you know, like I was saying, I was kind of feeling Auburn, but the final nail in the coffin for me was that there's like a 25 percent money to. I mean, ticket to money differentiate uh, differential on AM right now, which, you know, historically means the sharps are coming in much bigger on AM right now once it got to six and a half. And that was kind of my final nail in the coffin. Brody Miller, he's bringing the goods on the Friday edition of Football and Grits. He's talking real <laughs> numbers. This is great, man. Brody, we're going to have to have you back on the show. This is, this is great stuff. I really appreciate this. I'm a bit uh, of a degenerate but we won't tell our boss no, we that. don't use that word on football and grits good so. good 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 i think it's a lazy word actually yes, it, it absolutely is and you're not that you're one of the best reporters at the athletic which by the way uh if if i may before we pick our God, last no. game <laughs> before we pick our last game i've got to say that today is the last day Friday, December 4th is the last day of our Black Friday Cyber Monday deal on the podcast side at the athletic well, all you I, have to do is go to theathletic.com slash grits, and you can join for a dollar a month for 12 months. You can get every podcast we have on our network ad-free. You can get Brody Miller's great writing about LSU football, Bruce Feldman, Stuart Mandel, Andy Staples, everybody for the next 12 months, which means you'll get all of our content for this year's college football playoff. And then next season, you'll get the buildup the entire way through the season, and then you'll just renew at the end of the year so you can see the uh, end of the 2021 uh, season coverage on, on The Athletic. So make sure you sign up today. If you've been waiting, like truly this is the time to do it. It's a dollar a month for 12 months. And it's a good gift, by the way. Um, and you're, you're going to see uh, some, some serious – um, promos and, and gift codes from The Athletic coming up in the next couple of weeks. So just enjoy that, please. Uh, let's get into Alabama LSU. Let's let's get into to a game that we talked off off the top and, and, and hit the number. Let's just talk number here, 29 and a half. What do you like? So I realize I actually owe you an apology. I lied to you. I said I was only taking one home dog, and I might I – mean, it's a lie. Uh, I am actually at this point now going to take LSU plus 29 or whatever, 29 and a half, whatever yep. it is. Sorry. Uh, and, you know – it's funny because actually, you know, Colin Wilson at the Action Network, I just think is a fantastic football handicapper. I was reading his breakdown and he actually likes Bama first half, which I actually think I would agree with that. I think it's like, I think it's, I want to say it's like 17 first half. I actually like that a lot, but I have this in what I'm about to say is devoid of real rationale or logic, which usually I try to factor into my betting, but it's, it's not, I just have this gut feeling that, I mean, T-Bob actually kind of convinced me slightly on the show this on a hold that podcast this week that I don't think LSU is good, but they do have an ability to just kind of slightly play up a little bit to who they're playing. I start there. Then I go to the fact that I don't think Bama's going to run this up just because of, one, some things I've kind of heard, but two, just that you know LSU was down to like 63 scholarship players or something, right? And and, I, and I've, I've kind of heard that you know Alabama might not run this up for that reason. And I also go to the fact that, you know, their LSU's defense is – it's still not good. I mean, I think it's gone from bad to fine, which is a huge achievement in all honesty, but it's still not good. But the thing it's done is it's removed the blatant coverage bust the last few weeks. It's removed the linebackers just going into the literal wrong gap to give up a 50-yard run. They've cut that out for the most part. And I think that's 
to some extent enough to make me think, okay, the, the Bama's going to move the ball. They're going to probably get eight yards per play and all that. But but they're not going to break as many of those 80-yard just embarrassing plays and whatnot. I do think they can remove that a little bit. Having Stingley back to himself matters because that is a factor in the season. He's missed basically three games this year. So I, I think they can remove that. I don't think the offense is going to play well, but I think it's going to be one of those like Alabama's up 28-7 early but the final is like 42-20. That's my overall feeling on this one. Do you think Coach O is going to slow down this game? Do you think that they're going to just try to milk the clock and, and get out of there? Uh, because the problem is if you try to you know toss the ball around 50 times and score with yeah. Bama, that's going to be a big-time problem. If I'm on the coaching staff this weekend at LSU, I say, hey, let's, let's figure out how to run the football, let's figure out a way to keep that clock moving, and let's slow this game down as slow as humanly possible. Something that Auburn couldn't do against Alabama, and it came back and, and bit them. Um, have you heard <laughs> – have you heard that um, on campus this week at all as far as the game plan is concerned? Well, absolutely, and that's a really, really good point because, yeah, I think if we're just being honest, I think LSU to some small like extent understands you're not really winning this game. But even on top of that, even if you are like, hey, we're trying to win this game, which of course they are, the only way LSU has any success right now offensively, like any hope, has been ever since Miles Brennan went out. This wasn't their original plan, but has been just like hope you can run the ball, hope you can get yourself in like third and twos instead of third and eights, and you know just and just hope you can you know basically succeed there. It's been their only success. You look at the South Carolina game, that's what happened. You look at the Arkansas game, that's what happened. And obviously, that's also why they lost the Auburn A&M game so bad. But still, that's been their only chance. So yes, I think not even just from a Alabama matchup point of view just what LSU is now their only chance is controlling the clock winning this game like that and hoping they can kind of like you said just shrink the game a little bit so I think that's a really really good point I think that's exactly what happens you know one thing I really do hate is on the Friday show Brody when I disagree on every single game with our guest that's a good thing (laughs) no no it's not and it's not going to happen this week because I like the home dog in this scenario as well I was hoping that you'd say give me the points with LSU because I want the points it's Tiger Stadium it's Alabama LSU I mean, this is a pride moment. This is a pride game. Like, LSU needs to bring something to the table, and I'm, I'm willing to back that. I'm willing to back yeah. the idea that, like, this program has some pride. And I, I think what you talked about in the beginning uh, as we broke down this game as far as LSU being down some scholarship players, Alabama being aware of that, they're – right in the captain's chair when it comes to the college football playoff race, they can just win this game by yeah. three touchdowns and get out of town and it won't matter in the long run. So um, that's a good that point. Feels good. It, it feels really good to, to agree with you on this game. No, it's a good point because I like that. You know, some nuance. We like nuance here. But, yeah, like the, your same point about how A&M and Florida need the style points and whatnot, Bama doesn't. I think that is right. a key differentiator. We, we love talking off-the-field action. Uh, you know, I, I yeah, one one thing that's really important to me on the Friday edition of Football and Grits, Brody, is that nobody comes on here and tells me how the uh, the defensive tackle lines up against the guard. Like, I, that's, that's not the edge. That's not the angles we're looking for. <laughs> Well, that's Friday our bonus uh, pay for our our paid product version. I'm going to give you that for 20 minutes. Yes, yes, he will. And, and you know what? If you want some, if seriously though, the way you guys athletic do plus, it's 30 bucks a month. In, in the SEC though, if there is a position group, like I, I'm not a huge like I don't really love talking about position groups in college sports. I think like in the NFL, it's different than college because the ro- roster's smaller. But I believe in college football, like it's more of a 
team game. Like I, like I truly do. It doesn't come down to individuals as much um, as something like the NFL. So I, I don't concern myself with one-on-one matchups when I think about these these picks. I'm, I'm really thinking about it from a team perspective, from a momentum perspective. And, man, I've enjoyed talking to you about this. This is awesome. We're going to have to do this again. Thanks so much for coming I, on the show. I would love that. And I literally, I'm not going to lie to you, man. I, I slept past eight for the first time in, in God knows how long. And I literally woke up to this message and I'm like, hell yeah, let's do it. Let's Get do a it. shot of espresso and let's go. Let's go. Shot of espresso. I had a little coffee myself during the show this morning. Get your caffeine in because it's going to be a fun weekend of college football. I can't wait. The college football playoff races is heating up. If you could do us a favor on Football and Grits, subscribe, rate, review the show. Leave us a five star. Uh, please subscribe to the Athletic. Remember that, that Black Friday, Cyber Monday deal and today a dollar a month for 12 months theathletic.com slash grits and and if you are an lsu fan or if you want to check out more content in regards to this weekend's game against lsu uh excuse me against alabama then check out hold that podcast podcast brody miller and t-bob a bear they talk all things lsu enjoy the football this weekend brody um have fun covering the game you're going to be in tiger stadium right i'm going to be in tiger stadium right that's a good place to be on a saturday there's 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 no doubt about it in this crazy 2020 year brody um, the fact that you get to go to, to Tiger Stadium and enjoy that, um, it's a small victory. Yeah, yeah it, it is, right? It's a good perspective I need. Thank you. That's a good perspective. Enjoy the weekend. Monday, Andy Staples and David Ubbin will be back to recap the weekend in the SEC. We'll talk to you soon.